Welcome to Self-Care Hacks, the short podcast for overwhelmed and stressed out women who want to learn how to take better care of themselves. I'm your host, Anita Ojeda. I used to suffer from overwhelm and stress too, but I've learned how to take care of myself and take care of others. You can too. Well, thanks for joining us today, Will. My guest is William Daniel, and he is an author of a joke book. And surprisingly enough, he is only in middle school. What grade are you in? I'm in seventh grade, yes. Seventh grade, awesome. So why in the world does seventh grader choose to write a joke book? Well, you see, back in second grade, first and second grade, I'd come up with jokes. Um, and then, although they weren't as good as they are now, I loved it. And I loved making people laugh. Of course, some of them, like I said, since they weren't as good as they are now, some people would look off and stare at me and go, I don't get it, you know, while others in odd share other jokes and people would be like, oh, that's really funny. Um, so yeah, it, it started there when I'd come up with jokes and I've been kind of, you know, kind of just coming up with more and thinking, oh, I want to write a book someday, you know, and eventually in quarantine, since everybody had time to do stuff, we just decided to start there. And from there we got we got to hear, and now I'm a published author. That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about your joke writing process. You're an English teacher, right? I am. You know about these things called homophones, right? Uh-huh. Yep. yep. Uh, that's the base for most jokes. Of course, when you get into the joke writing world or the joke world in general, mm-hmm. you'll realize that there's several kinds. There's phrases. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of an example for that one. But if you get a phrase, like somebody poses a threat, people have heard that before. It's a joke somewhere in my book about a a fashion model posing a threat. So there's, (laughs) yeah, there's those that are phrases. Uh There's the ones that I was describing, homophones. Homophones are words that sound alike, but that have different meanings. Right. And so, for example, that would be like pear and pear. You can have a, Mm -hmm. a pair of scissors and pear like the fruit there's ones that are kind of a a play on words Mm -hmm. like they sound like other words for example what is it with fixing roofs it's the shingle worst thing Uh, so it sounds like single but it yeah shingle shingle Mm -hmm. i like it so it's very punny in other words yes yeah so you have jokes and puns you've got knock knock jokes in there right yep Yep. And it, it's all original material, correct? It is, yes. I came up with all of them starting about fifth grade, I would say halfway through the year-ish. Uh-huh. Yeah. So when, when quarantine hit, you missed, I'm guessing, at least a half a school year? I did. Half- we got out of school in March. Right. And this is when I was in fourth grade. The um, spring break had never ended. Yeah, yeah. It was like they kept pushing it further back. They're like, okay, we're going to come back on this day. We're going to come back on this day until it finally reached the end of the year. And we just never went back. Exactly. And then the next school year, did you have learning or did you get to go to school? The next year we did, but if, you know, somebody had the the virus in your class and they had to quarantine you. So you had like the pods where you, you only were with a certain group of people and basically, yeah, it was, you know, typical elementary, you have one class, you stick with them for the entire year, basically. Um, 
And if somebody got sick in that class, then yeah, that, that class would be out for a few so weeks. So did that, do you think that made it harder to make friends? You know, I already had made a lot of friends before then. Um, but if it's for somebody who's just getting into school, um, maybe like the first graders, they, ha they haven't been in school very long. So it probably made it difficult on them to make friends. Yeah. So what is your favorite thing about sharing jokes? Definitely seeing just people's reactions. Um, it it can be it, it can be the fun part and it normally is, but then it can also be like the scary part. Right. You know, but you're thinking, oh, are they are they gonna laugh? Are they gonna look at me like I don't get it? But most times I either get like somebody laughing out loud, they kind of look at me, or they like roll their eyes because they think it's a bad joke um yeah my students roll their eyes at me a lot when i tell jokes i usually tell puns that i just come up with and they're like oh, yeah. Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. so how do you think of so many jokes i kind of use the same process that i was describing earlier mm -hmm. um, and sometimes i'll sit down during school or something and i'll take a look around the room oh and i see oh, a wall and I think, okay, what what's on wall? You got drywall, um, some something else, or um, you know. And sometimes I can't think of anything for, uh -huh. let's say, wall. I'm like, yeah, I just can't think of anything. So I'll go around the room, um, and I'll find something else. Like, oh, a, a chair. You could probably come some, and then I'll think of like varieties of that. You have, let's see, you have a, a kitchen chair, a, a rocking chair. Oh, rocking chair. That's like rock, like the music rock. And so I can come up with a joke from there. They normally just come up to me or I come up with them randomly in random yeah. times. Sometimes I kind of, you know, near the end, it was like the final stretch. I kind of need to just sit down and think of them. Um, but a lot of them were just coming from car trips. I'd sit in the car and I think, oh, this is a good joke. And I'd uh -huh. write it down on my phone. And then, you know, we got home and I'd transfer it into the computer. So, so did you try out your jokes on your classmates before they made it into the book? It was actually mostly my sisters. Okay. Um, and as I was describing to uh, the people at my launch party, they were pretty honest with me. <laughs> yeah. Um. They they would tell me they're they're like eh, I don't get it, and I'm like okay, yeah. It maybe sounded better in my head than it did out loud. So that's one thing that all writers have to learn that sometimes it sounds better in your head or in front of you on the computer than it does out loud. It yeah yeah. I'm always telling my students that they need to read their papers out loud because they'll forget verbs, and I'm like I don't know what you're trying to say. Go read yeah. that out loud and they'll come back and they'll say, oh my goodness, I left verbs out of it. Yeah, I yeah, I, happens. I, I do it where I kind of write, I'll compose a sentence in school. And how my mind works is I just like to get the main words down. Uh -huh. Um, So all the filler words, they're the, the filler words. I just kind of. They're not there yet, huh? Yeah, <laughs> no, not fully rendering. Yeah, exactly. So how can jokes and laughter and a sense of humor help kids who have a lot of worries? That's a good question. With me, jokes definitely have helped me with worries and making friends. Because um, I know a big worry is making friends. A lot of people feel lonely at school and they don't know how to approach it. Um, and a big thing is making friends, friends through humor. It would be a very boring friendship if you had nothing to laugh about. That's why inside jokes like that strengthen 
friendships. So yeah, telling somebody a joke in the hallway or at lunch, something like that can definitely be a bond between two people. It also makes you seem more approachable. Right? It does. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Because you're not the somber person sitting in the corner. You're the one telling jokes and making people laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen your parents make humor a part of your family? I have, yes. Um, they do a good job of it, especially my father and my grandfather, because um, we'll be cooking in the kitchen and they'll kind of, you know, laugh about something. Um, and it, it just lightens the mood, really. That's the best way to describe it. It lightens the mood. Nice. Now, is there a difference between good jokes and bad jokes? A lot of times people will use humor, but a lot of times it's inappropriate. Yes, yes. That kind of bad humor is kind of what I uh, what I try to find and what I try to destroy, where it's bullying, basically. And a lot of people just, one of the my pet peeves, though, is people thinking, well, we'll kind of do these lessons in school about, oh, you should be nice to people um, and stuff. And sometimes, I, I mean, I'm guilty of this myself. I do overlook them sometimes. But a lot of people just think, oh, yeah, I don't bully. Like, I don't, I don't do that because, you know, uh, movies have depicted bullying as shoving somebody to the ground and physical. Um, person but against it, a little person. Exactly. But the way that I see it a lot is people, like, with their words, people hurting each other with words, and they turn it into a joke, um, and it just does not go over very well. And to me, it, it kind of annoys me. Yeah, when I was growing up, most of the humor was based on ethnicity. So people told, or hair color, so blonde jokes or jokes about people from Poland. Um, yeah, and looking back, it's like, wow, I participated in bullying and I didn't even realize it because back in the day, we always said, you know, sticks and stones can break my bones, but words can never hurt me, which is a total lie because words really can hurt. Yeah. It's good that you've published a book that has options for people who want to use humor, but don't want to be a bully. Exactly. Yeah. It's for me, it's kind of the, the instruction manual or the survival guide. It's kind of, <laughs> yeah, my little survival humor. guide. Uh-huh. <laughs> So if someone wants to use humor to make friends, do you suggest that they memorize a couple jokes, carry them in their mental pocket to pull out when they're in a situation that calls for a joke or yeah. someone tells a bad joke, one that's not flattering to other people or is a bullying joke, then would you respond with an appropriate joke and try to turn the tide? Or do you say, hey, that joke's not cool. Yeah. Um, what I normally do is just, you know, if they're kind of being a loud mouth out in the hallway, I just look at them, kind of point at them ish. And I just go like, no more, like, don't do that. Just, just no more. Like you're yeah. done. <laughs> you know, that that's normally how I do it. And they, they respond pretty quickly. Um, but yeah. yeah. Um, and I do want to mention one thing about making friends. A lot of people think that if they want to make friends, they have to be funny and like they have to share jokes in the in like the middle of class. Uh-huh. But that's like not the way to do it. You're just going to gain less friends. Mm-hmm. The way that you start off making friends is just being nice to people. You kind of talk about them, find like interests. Mm-hmm. For example, I have um, 
this one guy that I talked to uh, when we're waiting for PE to start because he's in my uh, period. So, and I'm not sure how exactly we got to talking, but a big, a big thing at our school is if you're in band or choir and I'm like, oh, because I I do band, I do alto saxophone. I ask him, oh, are you in band or choir? You know, he, he looks approachable. So I, yeah, I asked him, are you in band or choir? He's like, oh, band. I'm like, okay, what do you play? He's like, tuba. Oh, cool. I do saxophone. And then you can just engage in a regular conversation. That's the hardest part is just right. finding like somebody eyes. to talk to. You you look for somebody who's approachable and you, you know, you just meet them really. Mm-hmm. That definitely is the hardest part. But from there, you can go in with the joke after you've, you know, you've kind of established like, okay, yeah, we, we talk to each other. We kind of know each other. Then that's when you go in for a simple knock, knock joke or something like that. To see if they're punny or not. Yeah. See if they catch your sense of humor. Yep. So have you heard the term self-care before? Self-care, yes. Okay. So how does laughter work as self-care for you and your family? Laughter works as self-care for us, or how does it? That's a good question. Um, Laughter is one of those things that I personally cannot live without, and I bet a lot of other people. Life would just be so boring without being able to laugh, and laughter is just something that you need Mm -hmm. because life would be boring. And if you, what else are you doing when you're not laughing? Right. I read that it takes more muscles in your face to frown than it does to smile. Yeah. So, and I've also heard that just smiling when you're doing something difficult actually makes it easier. So I'm training for a half marathon and the trainer is like, and remember to smile. And I'm like, who's out there smiling by themselves in the middle of nowhere while they run? I guess I am. Yeah, (laughs) but it does. It works because there's something about laughing and smiling and humor that makes life seem manageable. It does. Yes. Or the next miles seem manageable or whatever it is you're doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you have a talent for writing jokes. Do you ever encourage your friends to use the gifts and talents that they have? I do. Um, I look for people that I'll kind of talk to like my one friend from PE. Um, and if they're, they'll talk about something and I'm like, okay. And I'll, I'll try to engage in conversation a little bit more. It's a little sneaky rather than just saying, oh, I am encouraging you to use your talent. That's a, that's a little right. more obvious. So, you know, you kind of got it. So you got to like talk with them. Oh, so what's, what's this that you're doing? Okay. That's really like, that's really cool. Can you tell me more? Like, what if you did this? Like maybe you can make this your job, something like that to encourage them to think, oh yeah, so this person thinks that this is really cool. I should I should expand more into this. Yeah, so validating other people's choices, whether they're ones you would choose or different areas. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. So you have a saying that you're never too young or too old to have humor in your life. Go ahead and explain that phrase to me. I see a lot of, older people just think oh yeah laughing is for the younger generation um or younger kids think oh yeah i don't have time to laugh i'm i i have school school's not fun like you know when i'm an adult i can have that time um but i just say you know you should just be laughing wherever whenever um and like you said like we mentioned with self care 
Mm-hmm. Um, it laughter is a part of self care, um, and you shouldn't skip it. Exactly, because we start to lose out. So, what's your go to way to laugh? If you've had a hard day, do you read your joke book or try to make up a new joke? Or is there a funny, is there a comedian you like to listen to or songs that make you laugh? What do you do? I have found a lot of, you know, funny videos on YouTube. And of course, you you need to be careful because a lot of funny videos on YouTube are full of dark humor. Um, But the the clean ones that I've found are just Uh funny. And uh, sometimes I'll go there or... Of course, I'll kind of look into my joke book. Um, that's a that's a good way. When I just need humor, um, another thing is just talking to my friends. You know, they're they're pretty funny. I'll say something funny. They'll say something funny back, which makes me laugh, which makes them laugh. And you know, it's a whole it's a it's a loop. It's a whole cycle. Yeah, whole friendship laughter loop. Yep. Some some friends that you know are going to make you laugh more than others. You know, they all make me laugh really. <laughs> Awesome. Some of them, some of them make me laugh in different ways. Uh-huh. That makes sense. But yeah, yeah, no, I, I do have a, I would say my friends make me laugh equally. Very good. So where can our listeners go to connect with you and purchase a copy of your joking me? Yeah. um, You can buy my book basically anywhere books are sold, whether that's Amazon, Barnes and Nobles, Walmart and Target online stores. um, And my Facebook and Instagram. Facebook is the William Daniel. On Instagram, it is the William Daniel author. Sounds good. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And do you have a joke to end the session with? Of course. Yeah. Let's see. What do surfers put their drinks on? I don't know. Coasters. Uh, (laughs) That's a good one. I need to remember to do that sometimes put my drinks on coasters <laughs> yep <laughs> awesome all right well thank you once again will all right thanks join me next week when i talk about seven things you can do when you feel discouraged about weight loss trust me i've been there and i've used all seven of these hacks take care of yourselves my friends you are worth it you can find me at selfcarehacks.net or check out the show notes for links to my social media accounts. If you enjoyed this podcast, take the time to tell a friend. Together we can build each other up and teach each other how to take better care of ourselves. I'll see you here next Tuesday with more self-care hacks to help you overcome the overwhelm.